the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekdays 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Live from the Bay Area. Your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. You can follow the show at Talk910.com under the live blog, Talk910.com. If you want to add comments or you want to email me and I'll throw your comments on that way, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Don't, don't ask me about a stock on the live blog or via email. Call the show, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Pretty darn easy. Uh, the 5639, our station used to refer to itself as k that's what 5639 is on the phone. If you need that as a way of remembering it, God bless you. So you got a pea-sized brain. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Got some good stuff today. So uh, where do I even start? I can talk holidays. I can talk San Mateo. You know, um, we get the call from the guy who lives in San Mateo, and he's upset that I refer to it as the armpit of the peninsula. It's a joke, people. Linda Asbury, President, CEO, San Mateo Area Chamber of Commerce, doesn't find it funny. Good morning, Rob. See you on TV. I, you're great. I was told that you made a comment that San Mateo is the armpit of the peninsula. Not sure if it was a discussion on economics community or something else. I hope you don't really feel that way. Please allow me some time to show you what a wonderful city and overall community we are. I look forward to meeting you. Take care, Linda. Well, I'm starting to rattle people. I'm not trying to rattle people. And the only reason I say it's, it's the armpit is because it's a joke. It's like Stockton. You can only pick on Stockton so much. Stockton's the armpit of California. We all know that. And I use that as an example to show you housing prices. I use that as an example to teach and to educate and and to learn you so that we can stop making foolish financial mistakes. I like San Mateo. It's a joke, Linda. Everyone needs to calm down. I get the feeling Ron Owens would never call San Mateo the armpit because he doesn't want to be controversial because he wants to please his 70-year-old listeners and, and make them happy and make them smile while their teeth are falling out. Okay, let's switch gears. I'm starting to get in holiday mode. I'm taking next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday off. Maybe not Monday. I'm going to probably try to fly home before then, so I can only take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. But my mind's starting to get there. And, ooh, let me tell you, will there be a special show for you to listen to? Yes, there will. I've put together a list of 25 stocks that I like that I think you could accumulate over your lifetime. I think you'll make money in them. I think you'll do well, and I think you'll be pleased. Is that a list for everyone? No. Definitely not. I'm a heterosexual heterosexual male, pushing 40. Got a good career, good life, good home. I'm well-rounded. That list is good for me. You're different than me. Maybe you're 20. Maybe you're 60. Maybe you're single, maybe you're married, maybe you're divorced. Lists like that are dangerous, and they could be a big, big, big problem. But I just want to highlight some stocks that I think will be in business the day you die. And I think I'm going to highlight some stocks that will buy back some of their own shares between now and the day you die. I'm going to, buy some, I'm going to highlight some stocks that will raise their dividends between now and the day that you die. 
That's a pretty good list. Pretty good list. Oh, another person I have to talk to today. I know my list is starting to get long. Not only the president of the Chamber of Commerce for uh, San Mateo, but Ken Fisher from the Fisher Funds. He's not too happy that I refer to his salespeople as kind of smarmy. But I'll stand by that, and I'll, I'll defend that. Because personally, I'm not too... As a guy who worked in the industry, as a guy who knows the industry, it's an industry that doesn't have, shouldn't have salespeople. It really shouldn't. If you're so big that you have to hire 20, 30, 40, 60, 80 salespeople, you're plenty big. You're plenty big. Just focus on the money. Focus on the money. You don't have to have an army of 25-year-old guys out of college who uh, just you know wear freshly ironed and freshly pressed shirts with uh, monogrammed letters on their shirts. It, to me, that's too big. That's when you're too big, and I think that's a, a bad thing. So I got people to talk to. Okay, so I'm getting in the holiday mode. I am, I am, I am. Ooh, stock market's getting pummeled today. Senate's getting ready for a historic debate on health care. A lot of us who follow Wall Street think that a pullback is normal, and it's healthy, and down days aren't bad. Okay. Now, if you're 75 years old and you're in retirement and you're hoping your stock hits an all-time high so that you can afford to, you know, uh, buy some cat food, then a, then a down day is bad. But if you're not that person, a down day is a good thing. It's like Black Friday. Black Friday is coming up. What is Black Friday? It's that shopping day where there's going to be crazy deals. And this year, we're expecting people to spend less on gift cards and more on deals. That's what we're expecting. Gift cards are, again, the most requested present for the holidays. I think a gift card's just basically you're, you're giving up. I'd rather you give a nice carton of cigarettes or a, a good piece of veal than give someone a gift card. A gift card just says, I'm lame. <laughs> you're lame. Let's be lame together. Anyway, gift cards are the most requested present for the holidays this year. The retail group came out, uh, National Retail Federation. They talked a little bit about it. They think holiday shoppers plan to spend about $139.91 on gift cards this year. That's a 5% drop from last year. Total spending on gift cards is expected to be $23.6 billion. Ugh. You know when you buy a phone now, they give you that $100 rebate and they give it to you on a, a, a debit card? Hate that. Hate that. Send me a check. Please send me a check. Those debit cards... You know, I go, well, this is a perfect thing. It's a $100 debit card. I can use this credit card to, like, maybe get porn. And then my my card won't be compromised if someone hacks that site. And then you find out, like, it, it works with almost nothing. It's very, 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 very frustrating. I don't like gift, gift cards. I don't like debit cards. Anyway, the average value per card this year, $39.80. And you know who loves these cards? Retailers. First of all, it changes the dynamics of, of the holiday season. Holiday is no longer November and December. Now it's November, December, January, February because people take their time redeeming the gift cards. So the shopping gets kind of extended. But retailers love these gift cards. Why? Because a lot of you lose them. A lot of you forget about them. A lot of you charge um, more than the gift card, which, again, that kind of defeats the purpose of the gift, right? So if you're going out and getting a $100 gift card for Best Buy and you go out and get a $200 Blu-ray DVD player Best Buy, well, retailers win. So retailers love these things. So um, one of the big holiday issues this year, uh, HDTVs, laptops, toys, Blu-ray players. Black Friday. Black Friday is big for Walmart. Black Friday is big for Target. Black Friday is big for malls. It's the biggest shopping day of the year. It's crazy, right? So I don't get it. I really don't. I, to me, Friday after Thanksgiving is leftovers. It's not shopping. I'm not much of a shopper, but you know that about me already. Um, this year, you can get a 50-inch TV for 
50-inch Sanyo Plasma for $598. You can get a Magnavox Blu-ray player for $78. You can get a TomTom GPS for $59. Target and Walmart, obviously the big ones. Walmart's going to open their doors at midnight for a lot of stores because they don't want you standing outside and getting like, you know, that that pack mentality where ultimately when they open the doors, maybe a greeter gets run over and killed or someone in the, 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 the pack, so to speak, gets killed. Last year, someone got killed. Shopping on Friday. Can you imagine? It takes a lot to kill someone. If you step on them, they're not going to die. If 20 people step on them, they're going to die. Can you imagine what sort of madness there must be to be trampled to death in the United States? I get it when people go to Mecca, when there's a huge pilgrimage to Mecca and there's 200,000 people and someone says the word bomb, 200,000 people running left and right and up and down and fearful for their life. But shopping at Walmart? It makes no sense. And we got to blend this together with holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Happy, happy, happy. Uh, now, 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 the, now the real news. Today in the world of business, we're learning that a rise in proportion of fixed rate home loans made to people with good credit sinking into foreclosure. So we're at a record all time high foreclosures in the United States. It makes you proud, doesn't it? Makes you want to go USA, USA, USA. You know who actually may have a good uh, time with this whole USA thing? Is NBC, they got the Winter Olympics coming up. And since we're all glum, we'll probably sit at our home and watch watch the Olympics. We kind of rally when we're economically depressed with the Olympics. So anyway, a rising proportion of fixed-rate home loans made to people with good credit sinking into foreclosure. Driven by rising unemployment, such loans now account for about 33% of new foreclosures. That's not good. This isn't adjustable rate mortgages. This is not, you know, pick-a-pay plans. This is bad. Now, this is 21% last year at this time. Now, it's 33% of foreclosures are 30-year fixed. Proportion of homeowners with a mortgage who are either behind on their payments or in foreclosure hit a record high for a ninth straight quarter. The Mortgage Bankers Association suggests the housing market and broader recovery could be thwarted. I love the word thwarted. By continuing surge in home loan defaults. Lost jobs rather than the shady loans made during the housing market. Now the main reason homeowners are falling behind on their mortgage. It's a whammy. It's a one-two punch to the gut. It's the Rob Black Show. You can call right now. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. This is one of my favorite bands. So you know favorite that you have a favorite band makes you feel like you're 16, right? I don't know. Arcade Fire. I think at some point in time they're going to come out with a record that's going to be commercially viable and edible for people who are 20, 30, 40, and 50. I think they're going to have a hit record one day. So far they don't really have it. So far they're kind of alternative. But at one point in time the Talking Heads were alternative. Blondie was alternative. Green Day was alternative. And they ultimately turned that corner and become commercially viable. So anyway... Arcade Fire, um, I don't know. So I've seen them in concert. Good show, good show. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Their music is a little bit heavy and moody. Maybe you need a little of the wacky weed to truly, truly enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. 
800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You know, the last segment I talked a little bit about foreclosures. And if I had a little bit more time, I would have talked about subprime and you know why we got into trouble as a nation. We got into trouble because we stopped following kind of our parents' advice. Now, that's good good news and bad news because some of our parents' advice was great. Some of it was awful, like prepaying your mortgage is an awful idea, in my opinion. There's a better source of money. Your parents did it because they were afraid. They saw their, their granddaddy lose the farm. Mortgages used to be callable. Now mortgages are fixed. 30 years. Can't come and get it. Can't touch it. That contract's good as long as you keep paying it. So, anyway. Um, subprime. What it should have been called was like, hmm, people who shouldn't be buying houses or buying house loans. It was people who were making 60000 were going out and buying a $600,000 home. And that's going to end badly. The rule of thumb with my mom and dad was two and a half times your income. That's not a bad number. That's not a bad number. So if you're making 60, you could afford a home that's 120 plus 30, $150,000. That's what you can afford. Now, can you try to buy bigger? Yeah, but then you have to start using exotic, not erotic, but exotic products like uh, adjustable rate mortgages. Liar loans. Liar loans were great. Liar loans were for athletes and people who were too busy. But they weren't for the guy who was making 60 to buy a $600,000 home. The financial community saw that, and they used it, and they did it, and they took it. It's a lot like annuities. Annuities have their place for about 3% of the people who get them. For 97 98% of people who buy annuities, they're just awful products. They're just awful, awful product. For a guy who's turning 60 and he's got his pension rollover, awful product. For a person who's 60 and they get their 401k rollover, awful product. For some people, highly compensated employees who max out their 401k are looking for some sort of tax deferral. We're, an interest, we're in an interest rate environment where it's 6, 7, 8, 9%. Good product, but not right now. And by the way, the foreclosures, especially hard hit in California, Nevada, Arizona, and Florida. On the way back up, the areas that are going to be toughest are going to be the areas that have the highest levels of foreclosures because there's going to be more inventory in those areas. Now, yesterday we learned that the home builders have, have broken home on fewer homes than ever before. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, good. And that goes back to records of like 1972. Not ever. You know, back in the Stone Age, home builders weren't building 50,000 homes per month. Um, but you get the idea where I'm trying to go at that. Uh, California is lovely. If it's San Francisco or the peninsula or the Marin or within 10 miles of the Bay Bridge. But once you start getting 20, 30, 40, 60 miles out, you better have something unique. Tahoe is unique. It's lovely. It's a resort. It's a luxury town. Everything in between Tahoe and Orinda basically to me is a wasteland. Now, if you live in that wasteland, I apologize for saying that, but I'm being honest with you. There's a lot of land around you. That's beautiful and lovely. And you can have these great lakes and great communities to raise your kids. But the jobs are closer to the water. Let's get a phone call. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Eric in Concord. Hey, Rob, my question is, uh, we have a bunch of old, um, matured savings bonds sitting in a safe deposit box. Is there any way to um, transfer them to other types of bonds or anything else where we wouldn't have to pay the federal tax on the, the large amount of interest that they've accrued? Not that I know of. And it's a great question, Eric. It's how can I screw Uncle Sam? It's well, and, and, not go to, and not go to jail. Yeah. You know, it used to be you convert them 
I believe before 2004, you could buy I-bonds or something and keep deferring the the uh, taxes. I'm going to hide behind on this one. I don't know, because there might be a scenario exactly like the one you just mentioned. So I will take a look during the commercial break. And give me a little bit more on these bonds. What what were they? Well, they're they're like uh, double E bonds. Okay. Uh, bought in the like fifties and sixties. Wow. And um, you know, probably have a total value in the with interest, everything in about the fifty thousand dollar range. That's fantastic. And have you? Uh, are they sitting in a brokerage account? No, no, no. They're sitting in a safe deposit box. I would work with a broker probably in a scenario like this. Do you have a broker like Charles Schwab? Yes, we do. I would consider talking with the broker and, and seeing what the value of those bonds are. I'm getting an update on them. They'll take the QSIP number off of them, the little uh, routing number, and uh, they'll punch it into a computer, and they'll, they'll give you some ideas, and you can start registering those online so that you don't actually have to keep them in a safe deposit box, which is a great idea 50 years ago, but the Internet came along. Um, well, another question I have. Yeah. It was suggested to me that seeing that most of that uh, value is interest, um, that we cash Income. them in sooner rather than later because we know what the, our federal tax rate is based on our family income this year. But we don't. We I can only think of it going up in the future, that it's not probably going to drop yeah. considering the current political environment. Which is, again, another reason why you may want to work with a broker to make sure that you don't trigger some sort of tax on yourself, whether it be an alternative minimum tax um, you know, you're talking about low capital gains taxes at this point in time. So you're you're blessed. The one thing Bush did right, if you could say he did one thing right, was uh, the lower the capital gains. And that's been really, really helpful to the stock, mar- stock market as well as to our overall economy. But some people would debate, you know, lower taxes, not good. Some people debate sure. lower taxes. Great. So okay. I'm on the lower taxes, good side of it in uh, when it comes to capital gains. Terrific. So, sorry, I don't have the perfect answer for you, but I would start by doing a little research with a broker and seeing exactly what the value is and, and maybe blending that with an accountant uh, to make sure that you don't trigger too much in alternative minimum taxes. Sounds good. Thank you very much for your uh, time. Thanks, Eric. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I used to work... Wow, this is kind of an odd. I didn't think I was going to go here. I used to work in Old Town, Alexandria. And uh, it's it's in Virginia, and it's a lovely, lovely city. It's a city where Masons, like, you know, you keep hearing these National Treasure, Nick Cage movies, the Masons. This is where the Masons would meet and hang out. The founders of America, the Jeffersons, the Washingtons, uh, they would hang out in Old Town Alexandria at taverns and, and craft with the direction of the, of the United States. Uh, I always loved working in Old Town Alexandria. I worked right next to Motley Fools, and they annoyed me. The Motley Fools would want publicity because they were publicity-driven. And they would get out in front of their cars, and they would they they, they had a Motley Fool van, and uh, they'd sit on top of it with their little fool hats on. Now I know the Motley Fools, and they're wonderfully nice, great people, and I think the service that they do is 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 pretty good. I think it's got some problems because they overexpanded and they let you become a fool. They 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 let unqualified people sometimes become fools. And I think that's where their, their business model kind of started to fail. But I think they've done pretty good work, all things considered. Anyway, I used to work with them. And um, where am I going with this? Oh, okay. Um, Old Town Alexander. Friend of mine was a janitor, and uh, he worked at AOL, and that's one of the buildings that he was in charge of in Vienna. And at one point in time, they had the bottom floor, and it was a three-story building. And then they suddenly were working two at a desk. 
And he said, I bought more shares. And then second floor they, they bought, and they're one at a desk and then two at a desk. So he bought more shares. His wife's like, you got to sell, you got to sell, you got to sell. Janitor, keep this in mind, okay? Third floor they buy, one at a desk, two at a desk. Then they buy the building across the street, and they don't have time to ask the city of Vienna, do you mind if we put a, a cable, uh, a fiber cable between the two? They dug a tunnel. They dug a tunnel and put in a cable in between the two uh, buildings without asking. So he bought more shares. The guy ultimately came in my office one day, and I'm like, you got $4 million of AOL. Congratulations. You're retired. Like, you don't need to work past that. He actually owned a janitorial company, which was a pretty cool concept. It was a janitorial concept that uh, they did the dirty work. Someone blows their brains out or a deer jumps through a glass window and runs around uh, the store and bleeds out everywhere. So friend of mine named Nilfin, a really, really small thing. 800-345-5639. 800-345-5639. My producer's being funny. When I said Old Town, Alexander said they probably didn't call it Old Town back then. It was probably New Town. I get it. Yuck, yuck, yuck. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Coming up, I got Chem Commando stimulating digital talk right around the corner. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champo. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Bring on Kim Commando, who does a show here on this very set of airwaves, Sundays. How are you, Kim? I'm great. How are you, Rob? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, before we get into your topic... Um, <laughs> sure. I, I was finishing the last segment talking about how I used to work in uh, Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia, and there was a company that came along in the 1990s that took everyone by surprise and made millionaires out of janitors and secretaries called America Online. Today, they're announcing that they're going to cut 2,300 employees, basically a third of their sales force. Huge. Not, not sales force, but uh, workforce. Sure, workforce. Uh, huge. Basically, the stake is, is in them. The, the vampire's dead, so to speak, isn't it? Well, you know, you don't really need America Online anymore. Right. That's the problem, is that they don't offer really that much unique content that you cannot get anywhere else on the Internet, maybe in a better format. And a long time ago, in the early 90s, and you were right, is that it, when people wanted to hop online, it wasn't that easy. We had something called BBSs, and then there were the dial-up modems, and it was really kind of a pain in the neck. And, and as a matter of fact, in the early 90s, um, I actually ran the computer section on America Online. Oh, that's good stuff. And, you know what? And I was making a boatload of money doing it. <laughs> Love that part of it. And then they came back to me after five years and said, you know what? You've done such a great job. Uh, why don't you start paying us for the privilege of being on America Online? And that's when I pulled the plug off of that. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a phenomenal marketing story when you look at it because the way that America Online launched was that they enlisted the help of uh, folks in the media. And so that if you signed somebody up, with America Online, and you, they used your code, is that sometimes you made 5 10 maybe even $20 ahead. Inner commando in at the subscriber login, huh? And it was huge. Yeah. Um, and that's why, I don't know if you remember, AOL discs were everywhere you look, cereal boxes, you know, it's like wherever you could turn, you saw an AOL disc because they were paying so much a, a bounty. It was a phenomenal uh, story in hindsight, wasn't it? You know, it really, it really is a great marketing effort, but... 
their their time has come and gone. They didn't grow with the internet. And and you know, I've sometimes I've used that example with folks that even work for us. I mean, either you have to grow with us, or you, if you stay stagnant, we don't need you. So do you and, think do you, do you think this is roadkill? America Online's kind of roadkill on the internet superhighway. Are we going to be saying this with Google? Are we going to be saying this with Yahoo? Are we going to be saying this with Microsoft in 10 years? You know, I think every company, and Microsoft included, uh-huh. in this category, is that you know, companies have about a 40-year lifespan. Okay. Um, Microsoft has uh, – they're, they're trying in earnest to stay up with the times. And on Saturday night, I uh, was over at Scottsdale Fashion Square, which is the local mall here. Mm-hmm. And um, just stumbled into the Microsoft store. It didn't even know it was there. But we were, we were walking by. I said, you know what, let's just poke our head in. And they are trying like heck to be an Apple store. Yeah. But you know what? Even though they have the, the guys and the gals and the shirts and the surface tables and it looks and feels like an Apple store, it's not. I hear they you. just don't have it. I knew the person who designed the first original Apple store. Mm-hmm. Um, great guy, wonderful guy. Um, he's passed away, but... Uh, he would laugh at the app. He would laugh at this Microsoft store if he were still here. Oh, I put a I put a video on my Facebook page yeah. yesterday. If you if you haven't seen it, it is it is just pitiful. It's a bunch of Microsoft people, I think, in San Jose, yeah. uh, at a Microsoft store that are trying to do the electric slide in the store. Yeah, it's like okay. really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, a bunch of geeks, overweight geeks, doing the electric slide. Good idea. Probably not. Okay. Be nice. So, be nice. The, my audience is a bunch of overweight geeks. <laughs> no, that's okay. But you know, we all have no should know our place. And you know, wearing colorful T-shirts that are too tight for you on a video camera doing the electric slide is not that pretty. Uh, let's talk about your topic now, because you are the digital sure. goddess, and you're very versatile, and you ran with my AOL, and I appreciate that. But um, the headline that you sent me to talk about today, Senate, online retailers making millions through aggressive sales tactics. Our Senate's getting involved. One that comes to mind is that freecreditreport.com. It's, you go there for one thing, but you end up signing up for something else that you didn't even realize you signed up for. Well, that's because you went to the wrong place. <laughs> Annual credit report is where you want to go. I know, but the commercial, the, the, the jingly yeah, pirate. And you know what? And they, they totally slammed them for doing that and uh, for the free credit report. I think you know you actually do get something free. I'm not sure. But but with this particular story and that the Senate's going down on is that I've, I've seen them, and I'm appalled at the companies that have participated in this uh, aggressive marketing, or you know, I, I'll call it a scammy is that you have companies like 1-800-Flowers and Orbitz and Shutterfly and Travelocity and Classmates.com that after you signed up for it and you gave them your credit card number is that you saw a coupon on your screen. I've seen them. I just never clicked it where it says, would you like to save $10? And you're sitting there going, sure, I'd like to save $10. Why not? And so you click that to save $10, and unbeknownst to you, really, is that you were signed up to join a club, a savings club. And these companies are making $10 million off of you. And uh, or not 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 the membership clubs, but the websites. But the membership clubs they charge anywhere between nine and say twelve, fifteen dollars a month for you to to join their club to save money. Sounds like we lost Kim. Let's see if we can pull her back up. Kim, here I am. Did you hit the wrong button? I think I did. Oh God, you're so, so technical. Think, it's it's me and my <laughs> it's me and my butter butterfinger fingers. But anyways, the bottom line here is that you need to watch where you click 
don't and don't fall for these scams. And if they are on your credit cards, if they have ever been on your credit cards, you need to go dispute the charge. Uh, what the Senate has now said is that, like for example, Orbitz has to ask you for a couple of numbers off your credit cards to see if you really do want to join. Um, and some of the other sites are now have to have to ask you for the last four digits of a credit card number. But uh, I, I'm just appalled at the companies that participated in this. Now, we've all done it, where you sign up for airfare and you see it come up. What's the best way to safeguard against it, Kim? Well, you know, what you can use, and, and you can get a one-time credit card numbers to use on the Internet. You just have to go over to your website, or go to the website for your credit card company, and they, they give you one. You, you can get one number that's good for just that particular website, Is that, that right? particular purchase. Uh, it could only be good for 24 hours. You could set it so it's only good for $100. If you sign up for anything that's membership-related, that's when you should always use a one-time credit card number so that this way that you don't get that auto-renewal. So if I, called my, um, if I called my bank, they would give me a credit card number for one-time use tied towards my current credit card or my current sure. debit card? Yes. That's probably the best thing I've ever learned from you, Kim. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you know why I want to do that, right? Why? Because I want to expose my credit card to porn sites, but I don't want to expose my credit card uh, to porn sites. You know, we every week we go into the porn. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I know it's uh, it's bad, but you, you don't want to like cancel your card right after you get what you want. But I'm I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help electronic commerce on the web. You know, and you are. It sounds like you're just doing a great job at it. Really. Kim, do you have any children? Yes, I do. Boys will be boys. Okay, we don't yeah. we don't change a lot from age sixteen. Well, he's uh, he's eight. Okay. So and he's got and he has two girlfriends, Kelsey and Elizabeth. Nice. Uh, Elizabeth is, is is the primary. I have not used these words with him. And Kelsey is the backup because you always need to have a backup. He's working it. I like it. Uh, no, he carries their lunches. They carry his lunches. He tells every he looks at them and say, "Gosh, you look so beautiful today." They okay, they're all wearing their little uniforms. Okay, I mean, really. <laughs> Love in the twenty first century. Exactly. They're texting. They're eight. Yeah. What did you think about the word of the year? Unfriend. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, sign of the times, right? Cancel. It's a <laughs> great sign of the times, and you, know, you brought up texting, and I, of course, I went to sexting, which was the alternative. No, I'm not going there. I'm going to unfriend. I think (laughs) (laughs) it shows you how powerful Facebook and some of these sites are because we all know what it means. Well, with Facebook, though, you have some the number that they throw out was uh, some 500,000 people a day are joining Facebook. I mean, that's huge. That that can't be true anymore. Oh, I don't know. Doesn't a lot of big numbers catch up to that at some point? Yeah. You know, but I think about everybody that, you know, is probably on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, even my husband joined Facebook, which I was really shocked and surprised at. You're on Facebook. What's your Facebook name? Um, Kim Commando. Kim Commando. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go friend you, and then you could unfriend me. Okay, that would be great. It's Kim Commando. Because we don't tell you. <laughs> She's digital goddess. You can hear her here Sundays from 1 to 3, 1 to 3, Sundays on 9, 10 a.m. It's Kim Commando. She goes with the flow. I super appreciate that. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Listening to Rob Black, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
Black Shoe. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's what I do, it's what I like, it's what I thrive on. I Hopefully uh, I entertain you a little bit here and there. I call it infotain. It's just playing with some numbers. And uh, trying to give you some ideas on how 401ks work. I got an email, first and foremost. Let's do the email first. It says, I'm a 26-year-old financial retard. I love that. My terms are catching on. A friend of mine who works in finance has been badgering me nonstop about opening up a Roth IRA. Like you, he's very keen on fidelity. And no, he doesn't work for them. Good. You've got a good friend. He says, I have a 401k through my employer to which I contribute 7%, $390 a month. With a 5% employer match and 2 to 3% annual profit sharing contribution. That's big. He's getting free money. A 5% employer match? Free money. Whoa. And it's tax-free. It's not getting taxed by the government. It's not like if, if you get a bonus this year of $500, that, your take-home is going to be like 280 after you pay taxes. So... He seems to, he says, you seem to be partisan to a 401k as a preferred retirement saving vehicle. So my question to you is, does it make sense for me to also open up a Roth IRA? Okay, here's the answer, Colin. And this is Colin in Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. He says, um, Roth, see, at Roth, you contribute after-tax money. So in the state of California, and I don't know what the taxes are in, in D.C., the state of California has the highest state income tax in the nation, 9.5%. Now, if you expect to be wealthy, in the world, you want to cut down as much on taxes as you can. So 9.5% state taxes, whoa. Then you get, you know, let's say you're in the 33% tax bracket. You can see how it starts to add up, right? You can see how it's just grotesque, how it starts to add up. So by the time you put money into a Roth, maybe you're putting in 60 cents of what you actually earned. So you earned a dollar, but you got taxed almost 40 cents from federal state taxes, from Social Security taxes and, and others. So the Roth is going to grow tax-deferred, and it's lovely. And later in life, when you turn 60, 65, and you want to buy a big, you want to buy a big uh, SUV or you want to buy a, a Winnebago and tour around the nation, you take the money out of the Roth because you're not going to pay taxes on it. It's not going to, money that comes out of a Roth IRA is not taxable income. You've already paid taxes on it. Now, money that comes out of the 401k because you haven't paid state and federal taxes, it is taxable income. So Ideally, if you're going to be wealthy and buy a big old Winnebago in retirement, you would have a Roth IRA to fund your big purchases, and you would have a 401k to fund your lifestyle because you want to keep your tax bracket low. You want to say, maybe I only need $60,000 a year, and what tax bracket is that going to hit you on, right? So the correct answer is there's not a correct answer for you. If you think you're going to be wealthy, I would do both. If you don't know, I would do the 401k because I think that's the simpler way of doing it. Of not paying taxes. I love the 401k. Now, let me punch in his numbers, for example. He's going to do $390 a month right now, plus there's some matching. So, let's see. Um, Let's say he gets 9% returns, and that's considered a pretty good rate of return. Let's say he's in the 33% tax bracket. How much money will he have? Now, he's 27, 26. How many years is it until he's retired? 34, roughly? Roughly 60, we'll say it. So we'll just call it 30 years. $390 a month. Okay? Ready? Let's see what he's actually going to have when it comes to retirement. If he just gets market performance, he's going to have $835,761. That's not bad. 
And that's just market performance of what's happened each 10-year period over the last 100 years. That's a pretty good rate of return. Now, let's say, now watch this. He had $835,000. Let's say he's able to bump that up to, say, $450. So another $55, right? Is that right? Uh, what was his number? 365, 390. So, yeah, another $60. Another $60 over that 30-year period is going to come out to 964000 So another 50 bucks adds $150,000 in retirement. Now, again, once you get to that million-dollar level, you're able to pay yourself forty dollars to $60,000 a year. That ain't bad. So ultimately, the 401k is magical. It is wonderful. It is It's like Megan Fox. It's the eighth wonder of the world. It's, it's all that in a bucket of chicken. And for the record, I don't find Megan Fox good-looking. I think there's something wrong with me. There's something, just something wonky about her. Something just not right. So anyway, um, 401k, greatest thing you can do. Right now, if you're young and beautiful, max out the 401k. When you're old, wrinkly, pruny, and raisiny, you can be wealthy. And you can buy yourself a young person. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. How do you feel about this story? I was working at Channel 4 Cron yesterday doing the 4 o'clock news. And there's protest at UCLA. The UC regents are expected to put the final seal today on a hefty 32% tuition increase. As students resumed the protest that shut down their board meeting three times Wednesday and required campus police and riot gear to maintain calm. That's right. 32% tuition increase for college. That's out of this freaking world. That's un- uh, insanity. Students are furious. Students are furious at the increase that it's going to bring their yearly fees to above $10,000 for the first time. So now to go to the University of California, any of the campuses, it's going to cost you $40,000 just to get a bachelor's degree. That's a lot of money. And that's just for the fees. That's just for the schooling. So students rushed the UCLA building where the regents were meeting, throwing food, sticks, and vinegar-soaked red bananas meant to look like blood. I didn't know if you soaked a, a banana in vinegar, a red banana, that it would blow up and turn into blood. It's kind of a cool little trick to learn, right? So the UC police arrested 14 people. 14 people were arrested yesterday. Do you not understand how crazy this is? Our state is out of control. Our state is not collecting tax revenue at the rate that it's spending. It's falling further and further behind. All of our propositions has ruined the country, has ruined the state. We've promised too much to that we can't take back. We have some programs that are getting funded that if we were to ask, do we want to fund these programs today, we'd say no. But because it takes a supermajority, we can't pull it back. So students at other campuses signed petitions or traveled to UCLA to oppose the fee increases. UC President Mark Udoff, he recommended the undergraduate and graduate fee increases to help close a budget gap of $535 million this year. How about we look at the salaries of teachers? How about we look at the salaries of deans? How about that is where we cut it? Students can't afford, families can't afford this. This is insanity. This is, we're ruining our country. China and India have four times as many engineers in college as the United States do. Now, our school system's a hell of a lot better, maybe. But those engineer jobs, those are high-paying jobs. Those are, the, those are the prime jobs in our nation. UC President said he intends to ask the state for an additional $913 million, which is a long shot. 
because our state has a budget deficit gap of $21 billion right now this year. Over and over, students rose during the public comment period to tell Udoff and the regents at UC that an intellectual refugee will be lost to the immigrants, students of color, and low-income people who have come to depend on it. Say goodbye to diversity. We're bailing out the banks. We're bailing out the auto industry. Where's the bailout for UC education? Berkeley had a nice little protest going yesterday. Undergraduate fees are expected to rise $10,302. Graduate-level fees are expected to rise 18 to 32%. Crazy stuff. Let's go to Scott in Santa Rosa, 800-345-5639. I think we're hurting our country. I think we're hurting the state of California. Education needs to be more affordable, um, especially higher education. Let's go to Scott in Santa Rosa. Scott. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's okay. Hey, got a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to refinance my home through the HARP program. And uh, they've come back, and the second is not willing to subordinate unless I pay the points out of my own pocket. And right now, um, it's like three, four thousand dollars in in out of pocket fees. And uh, I just got done paying for my daughter's college, so I don't really have anything in savings. My option is that they're accepting is if I take it out of my four hundred one k and then just pay that back. How much are you looking at? Uh, to take out of my four hundred one k? Yeah, three, four thousand dollars. I'd strongly consider it. You want to stay in the house for many, many years? Yeah, we're gonna, we we want to stay there for at least another, you know, between five to ten years. And okay. uh, the only option I have is through the HARP loan. But uh, you know, City is more than willing to roll the lo- roll it into the loan. But uh, my second is with Chase, and they they are refusing to subordinate unless I pay the points out of my own pocket. This is one of those times it's it's they're trying to help get you into an FHA approved loan and and the rate that you're looking at is what? 5.3. 5.3. I would strongly consider it, Scott. And I I say this biting my tongue, I will go to my grave never ever telling someone to take money out of a 401k. I would prefer I lend that money to you, Scott, and charge you crazy interest rates. I would prefer that uh, you deliver pizzas for a, a a year trying to make up that money. I would do anything I can to try to tell you no. But in this scenario, it's not that much money, and as long as you're good and honest and, and hardworking and pay it back to the 401k, I can bless it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I've been here at the company for, you know, 12 years, and, you know, we have a whole matching program and everything. It's it, That's not really an issue. Um, but I just was wondering if it was, a, it was a bad deal or a good deal or... So, sounds appropriate to me. So thanks for the call, Scott. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Weekdays 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.